Stay fly. Stay fly. You got to know when to apologize. Big one. Big one. Yeah, you can't be too much of a man that you can't say, you know what? I was wrong in that. You know, um, or, you know, you were right this time. You know, even if you say you were right this one time. And so when you start taking their power away, you actually make them retreat more and more. And so we have to we have to give the power back or empower them more by letting go of who we naturally are. You're listening to the Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> hey, this is Ernie Thomas here on the Vol School Podcast. You're listening to Psycho Varner's Fly Guy Podcast. Support, like, subscribe, and share. He's saying some good things. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. All right. Welcome to a great episode of Husband Lessons. <laughs> My wife said I need to get some lessons. So I'm here <laughs> with Coach Daryl and his accountability partners. You're going to get a chance to meet these great individuals who have so much to show. Um, I tell you, their wealth of experience is really like a golden pot. And today we're going to get a chance to just to grab a few coins, grab a few coins and become a lot wealthier by those coins that they give us. Uh, today's conversation is sparked by a conversation I had with a friend of mine. Um, and this friend and his fiance were having some challenges and she shared with them that we're not, what's the word that she used? We're not aligned. Uh, actually, how, how, uh, the, how, how does the canonized Bible say it, that you're supposed to be with somebody that... Evenly yoked. Equally yoked. That's the term. Yeah. She said, uh, we're not equally yoked. And, uh, you know, they had some great discussion. And she, she doesn't really like the way that he speaks to her. Now, they're business partners. And he's rough. <laughs> he's rough in business. You know, he's like, hey, you're not, you got to bring home the bacon. I ain't giving it to you. You know, you got to go out and do it for yourself. You know, you go out and kill something and bring it back and we can all eat. But if you don't kill nothing, you starve. You know, he, he's one <laughs> in business. He's like that. And... <laughs> I was sitting there listening to him. I was like, you told her what? <laughs> and I said, good brother, you don't speak to a wife like that. And he said, oh, well, how do you speak to a wife? And that's when I said, oh, I got to fall back. <laughs> wow. Let me turn over to uh, some professionals, some well-guided, well-instructed individuals who can bring some light to it. I think I gave him a good, some good direction. But I know he's going to walk in a nice direction, a lighted direction, an ordered step if he listens to what y'all got to say. So how do you speak to a wife? So I'll open it up um, to me. Um, again, part of my background, I do relationship coaching. And one of the things I do when I talk to the brothers is, you know, the, the, the easiest concept I try to tell them is your wife is your best friend. So if you take it from that approach, I'm not going to say anything to my best friend. It's going to be hurtful. It's going to cut them deep, right? So it's not going to encourage them, right? You want to make sure that every word that you speak, it really needs to speak positivity because um, people don't realize, man, the tongue is deadly. And depending on what you say and how you say it, I mean, it can really set any relationship back, you know, let alone a marriage. So my biggest thing is, you know, really people should talk to their spouses as they're the, 
their best friend because that's exactly what they are. I'll, I'll jump in just because um, uh, you were talking about a relationship. He was, has a relationship with his wife in business. And uh, my wife and I are also in business together. Good example. Uh, and so, um, you know, the, I think the, the biggest thing is just like Darrell was saying, obviously, is the positivity and showing support. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned um, and I didn't realize until I got married or was in relationship is also the tone which you use with your 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 wife um, is also very important. Uh, you have to, you know, you, you have. To, if you ever heard your mom say, "Watch your tone," um, it's a true statement because <laughs> your tone can present something that is not necessarily what you're trying to portray. Because um, a lot of times, the wrong tone will take the conversation the wrong direction, mm. and so I, I take a lot of time and think about exactly how I want to say this and in the, in the correct tone that doesn't cause uh, a defense or cause uh, negativity. So watching your tone is very important as well. Nice. Willie, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, because um, I'm, I'm one for the tone thing. Um, you have to watch your tone. But I started to answer the question to say, uh, how do you speak to your wife? And I started to say very carefully. That's good. <laughs> but but um, you know, you have to watch your tone, but you all you, you just have to speak to your wife um, in a manner that it um, draws her closer to you right? and not push her away from you. So um, in that supportiveness, um, you got to make sure you're supportive. And um, one thing I had to learn is that some things that are um, I'm not that sensitive to. She's very sensitive to. So, um, in watching your tone, you have to be careful in how you respond. That first response is going to tell you which way the conversation is going to go. And if it means something to her, it needs to mean something to you. Um, in that sense, um, because sometimes she'll take it and be like, well, you don't care. It's like, well, not saying that I don't care, you know, so you just have to be careful in that response. And, and, um, one thing that I learned before I got married and in relationships and I know we're talking about wives but I had a situation with a young lady where um, we lost a child and and I was ready to move on but she was harboring some feelings because she was attached emotionally more than I was and in that sense that really taught me how to respond to my wife and understand that her emotions are different than mine um in, in that sense so just know your wife and, and understand that she's there as a support and you're there as a support nice Wayne whoa, whoa. Right, before like anyone else taps in brother Wayne I just had to highlight that if it means something to her it should mean something to you I told you you're going to get some gold nuggets brother Wayne what says you I, I, I like to stay with that with that thought because if it does mean something to her and if you ignore it or you bypass it in a way that um, um, th- that she doesn't feel you got it, then mm. you pretty much lost her at that point and it's not going to work out for you. You know, you have to you have to, you know, be in that moment with her until 
she feels comfortable. I like to tell people, give them what they need to move on. So, you know, mm. help her to get to that next place with, with wherever she's at. Um, and you have to talk to her as a person, not at her. You know, you, you have to use, you know, some tag. You have to stop talking at times and just mm. listen, you know, and I may be big for you, um, you know, talking to your wife is listening and then trust her and believe her. That, that to me would be some things to, to consider. Wow, trust and believe her. Okay, all right, gentlemen, you gotta we gotta go in a little deep on that. Trust and believe her, because <laughs> that's not just like saying okay, what she's saying is the truth. I think what you're saying has a deeper meaning when you say believe her. Uh, so, so, so let's all talk about that. We'll start with you, Coach. Is it deeper than just accepting that what she's stating is actual factual? It is because the key word here is value. A lot of times in relationships, especially as men, we come in there thinking that, you know, I'm the head of the household. Therefore, my value is higher than what yours is. And they don't realize that value is value. Right. There is no degree of which one is more than the other. And the moment that you try to place your value more than your wife, you're going down a slippery slope that could be hard to recover from. Because, um, again, people have to realize, even though we may come up with an idea and our spouses come up with an idea that's different, different doesn't always mean wrong. There's so many different ways that you can accomplish the same goal. The key is, uh, okay, yours will get it this way, mine will get it this way, but both of them can get at the same result. So as men, we got to be smart enough to say, you know what? It's not about taking turns, right? I did what you said last time, so now this big decision, you know, we're going to do what I say. There is no keeping track. It's how do we keep building it up so we keep having that, you know, repository of goodness. Mm. <laughs> so there is no true. There is no true fifty-fifty. It's not fair. Ooh, there you go. Um, yeah, it, it's not my turn this time. Your your turn next time. It's it's not a fifty fifty. Um, I always tell people in that relationship, and you talk to her, it's it's a hundred a hundred. There you go. Um, you you give it your all. She gives it her all. Um, but when you and and, and that's something deep, Darrell. When you said the value and value her opinion. Um, because I know, and, and speaking from me personally, um, I could be strong-willed, strong-minded. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I won't, you know, my, my, my younger partner in here, um, Mo Dunn, very disrespectful to his elders, but he always, <laughs> he always says that, I, you know, Willie, you have an opinion. Um, you have to learn how to keep that opinion sometimes to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and allow her to um, how flourish or to blossom to grow and 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 it's not you you know you might think you're the man beating your chest the Bible says I'm the head mm-hmm. you know? but the Bible says that you follow Christ and if right. you're following Christ your heart is with Christ your heart will be with your wife there you go so that's good Mo 
I, I was just going to add like all of these things um, as I was thinking about this question you have to study your wife mm. all the time like hopefully before you got married you studied your, your future wife um, but even in the process of being married you have to study because both you and her are going to grow and change um, things are going to happen when you know when I got married it was just me and my wife and then we had a child and that mm-hmm. produced some change but it is really about learning your wife learning your wife's history learning where she you know where she's coming from where where she how her family has interacted with her how her friends have interacted with her um, that's the studying part and that helps with the communication when you get into marriage and I and what I see a lot is a lot of people they just don't they they studied their wife to to win them over and then when they get in marriage they just stop and you just have to constantly <laughs> um, be engaged um, to learn more about your wife and really get to those deeper deeper things that are there and as soon as you can start to learn some of that then you can really start to better your communication uh, with her hey Mo it's funny you said that I sat in on a uh panel discussion with some uh, husband and wives. They were just talking about best practices. And the, obviously, you know, I was going to lean to the elder, like Willie said, of the group. You know, God's been married, you know, almost 50 years. And we're like, yo, man, you know, what was kind of the, one of the big things that kind of allowed you to go that long? And he just kept it simple. He said, man, I have learned to fall in love with every one of my wife's personalities throughout the years. <laughs> and he yep. said, when she went in this direction, man, I fell in love with that personality. When she shifted back to this other piece, I learned to fall in love with that personality. <laughs> and he said, it kept him fresh every year because now instead of worrying, it was anticipation. Man, what is she going to turn into this time? What's going to be her thing? Because I want to show her that I'm with her. Yep. You ain't never lied. Yeah, it's that commitment, man. Like you're committed to to death do us part. You know, to to figure this thing out. And so you got it. It also starts with that commitment too. The commitment to I'm gonna love my wife as as much as I possibly can and give as much to her as I can in this in, as we endeavor life together forever. And, and and that's the that's a key word you said, Mo, because you said commitment. Mm. And, and and when you commit to something you stay in it um until you just no longer can do it um and so when you, when you're committed you're there and 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 the piece that I learned too and I, I learned this from my dad uh, when um and it's something else Mo said you know you learn your wife you study your wife um and then you stop when you feel that you you're married or whatever for whatever reason it stops but something my dad told me he said never start something that you can't finish Mm. you can't keep up Mm. so whatever you start out with that's how you have to keep up with it so when you got her and you were opening doors you were buying flowers you were doing this doing that you have to keep that up because um as we talk about how do you speak to your wife um we speak to our wives uh, and gestures, body language. Mm-hmm. It's not always words. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not always words. Um, if you walk by her and, and, and touch her, if you walk by her, um, wink at her, um, kind of nod at her or whatever, you know that that flirtatious stuff that you used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
before you got her. Before she checked, got before she took your last name. Let me say it that way. Right yeah. now that she has your last name, <laughs> right? You have to keep that stuff up <laughs> because you're and you remember um, speaking body language, um, your tone, your body language, the way you look at her, um, the way you smile at her. You know, every now and then you gotta say, "Man, girl, you know you look good in that." There you go. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's good, Wayne. Uh, okay, so my apologies, phone died, so I had to switch to computer, and um, but I'm back, and so um, come about I, commitment. Yeah, I've got to come back to y'all because I got to catch up in thought. What you're talking well, about. Well, one of the things that was said that was kind of interesting is you described somebody saying he fell in love with each new version of mm-hmm. his wife. Mm-hmm. That sounds so beautiful. And it sounds so scary. <laughs> that sounds straight loco. <laughs> but you know, I, I would like to add, we, we tend to um, make jokes of that when, when somebody says that, you know, she's got multiple personalities. We, we try to make that a negative versus learning from um, being in that moment, being with her. At, at the different times and stages of life where, where she's at and then that's huge as you get older you understand that more and more that as, as Willie was saying you need to be in every personality she has mm-hmm. or every stage of life that mm-hmm. she's in right now because it does change for women um, we men try to keep it more steady yeah. but women don't a lot of times not all women but right, right. A, a lot of women will change a lot and we just have to adjust you know you'll hear like I I don't think I know you no you really don't but I adjust with you I'm still here (laughs) adjusting with you that's good oh that's 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 a gem that's a gem no I don't but I'm I'm studying I'm Mm -hmm. still here with you Mm -hmm. I'm still in love with you yes Mm -hmm. yes and and because you know it's interesting because people do change over time you know, you're definitely not the same person at five years old that you are at 10 years old, at 15 years old, at 20 years old. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank God I ain't 20 no more. Right. <laughs> 30 was good. 30 was good. 30 was real good. I enjoyed the 30s. Uh, but how do you, how do you fall in love with a new iteration of your wife when you were madly in love and attracted to the first iteration? I think one thing, Seiko, is you got to look at it from their perspective. As y'all can see, the brother has changed over the years, right? Used to have the Jerry curl, got married, was rocking the weight, and now all that's gone. So sometimes we have a tendency to not look at how they look at us. So it's like the same way they adjusted to us, you know, we got to reciprocate that love. Because, you know, when she married me, I was in the military, you know, running, you know, two miles and you know, 13 minutes. You know, now I'm barely getting up and down the stairs, <laughs> you know, moving a little bit slower than I used to. So guess what? She's learning to re-love me as well because I don't do the same things I do. I don't even look the way I used to look, right? But sometimes as a man, we just so into, you know, that physical piece and we have to 
grow from that and know that we married every part of our wives, just like she mm. married every part of us. Wow. And, and, and I look at it like this, too, um, Darrell. Um, because when you we um, we talked about doing this, I actually thought about um, when I first met you, Darrell. And I said, you know, me and Darrell been hanging out since 96. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, rather we were running PT and I'm trying to catch up with them or out there on a basketball court. And I actually thought about over the years how we have changed our yeah. our, our um, bodies, um, our relationship. And then thinking about that, being married, how has the relationship um, evolved? Um, you You learn things, but the way I look at it is it's just like when you um, first came to Christ. Mm-hmm. There were some things you didn't know about God, mm-hmm. but the more you studied the word, mm-hmm. the more you fell in love. Mm-hmm. So there are some things you don't know, you didn't know about your wife when you first married her, but the more you studied her, the more time you spend with her, the more you realize how blessed you were to or are to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are some things because she's there that you have changed that you no longer do. There are some things that you don't have to do because she's there for you to do those. You have those moments to share with somebody. And so when you're talking to her, you have to understand that. Like Darrell said, our bodies change. Um, things that we used to do, um, you know, hair, we talk about hair, it's gone. <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> a few more pounds you know yes. Seiko you, you're not too far behind us so there are things that you learn and you, you stay committed wow. to that mm-hmm. because you, you start to learn and be like wow man if I knew this I would have made this commitment a lot a lot earlier in life than waiting all this time to do it so you just have to learn that I was going to say something that Darrell has said earlier that I think has been a value and especially meeting these men here um, you know it's the mentorship too it's like uh, mm. finding folks that are where you want to be in your marriage yeah, and and seek them out and and I think for us and 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 I know these guys here <laughs> so and I know me I know me better obviously but we're all pretty bullheaded and we all pretty much have uh, a path that we feel like is right. Uh, and we've been successful in doing some things, but it's also, you got to decrease the ego a little bit um, and be willing to, to learn from other men, uh, be willing to learn from your wife, uh, which is, you know, that's something sometimes I struggle with. I think someone has said, trust and believe, you know, you have to trust sometimes you're taking the blessing away from her by trying to solve it on your own, you know, versus letting her bless you in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think all of that is ego and pride. And uh, as men, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we learn to put on that cool, hard pose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to soften a little bit um, to get the things that, uh, that you really want to have in your relationship. I like where you were going. Um, with that power you know you know there are some women who are really reserved I'm not going to say timid reserved who who won't ex, you know who won't exert themselves 
And so when you start taking their power away, you actually make them retreat more and more. And so we have to we have to give the power back or empower them more by letting go of who we naturally are. That's I know it's hard, but it's what we have to do. That's all about that. That listening and talking and communicating and, and understanding her. It's 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 all it's all that. And, um, and that's how we grow over time. As we were talking about, we become some, we evolve to someone different. And in a relationship, it becomes different. And then she gets more comfortable with sharing even that tough thing that you know um, you can look at her. You just watch her and you know she's squirming to tell you something, but she doesn't know how. That means we have to soften who we are so she to make it her um, more open to share. And you know what's so good about that? I think about you know a basketball analogy. You have to remember when Jordan and Pippen start playing together. Everybody mm-hmm. knew Jordan was the man, and you know, getting their butt kicked all the time. It was like, as long as we let Jordan get his sixty, we good because ain't nobody else gonna do anything. And then over the years, you start noticing. I think there's another interview you'll see where Jordan's talking to Pippen and building Pippen up and complimenting him on his strengths and, you know, not worrying about trying to compare him to, to him. He's like, no, you're a whole different cat. And the more Jordan started reinforcing those things that Pippen did well, mm-hmm. go back to what Wayne said, Pippen started believing that even more. He started working on that thing a bit more. And then mm-hmm. eventually, Pippen's game got higher, which as a result, right, the team got better. And then as a result, Jordan didn't have to do as much and was able to save his energy for crunch time. Men can learn from that by allowing their wives to continue to grow, right? Emphasize those things that they do well, right? Build them up because you as a team, you're going to win. And then as a man, you can kind of, again, save your energy for when you need to. Darrell, I like I like how you came in with that because all of here, all the people here like the sports too. So yeah, yeah, sports analogies is something yeah. I always use, but I think that's the biggest thing too. Like people have to realize, like this is a team, and mm-hmm. in so many times people come in this thing as individuals, mm-hmm. right? And they want to continue to live as individuals in marriage, and for me, that's not what it is. It's about the team. So that's where the personal sacrifice comes from is to what do I need to do to make the team grow? Because we know if the team grows, we're going to collect championships. We're going to live a healthy life. We're going to live a blessed life. Our children are going to be blessed. All of those things happen. But it's that sacrifice and realizing that you're part of a team. So going back to how do you talk to your wife, realize it ain't about you. It's about the team. And how does the team grow? And how do we all gain from that team growth? Um, and I definitely, you know, the other thing with the Jordan analogy, he won a couple championships because he passed the ball to Paxson and yeah. Steve Kerr. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, yeah. The thing I was thinking yeah. about with Steve Kerr yeah. was Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan got into a fight. They mm-hmm. battled. You know what I'm saying? But even through the battle and the conflict and all that sort of thing, he mm-hmm. gained the trust of Mike. So when it came down to hitting the shot that meant the championship, he knew that guy was riding with him. And they were going to go ahead and do their thing. So in talking to your wife, and maybe we talk about this too, there's going to be conflict. Sure. Um, so it's knowing how to, you know, resolve some of that conflict so people can grow and get 
more positive benefit from it is also very important. And, and, and that's what I, uh, I'm glad you said conflict mode because that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking too, how to talk to your wife. Mm-hmm. And um, a thing that I practice, um, I don't argue. <laughs> and I don't try to resolve something in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Because um, you say things while you're heated. Mm-hmm. And you say those things that can tear the team down. Is is we're talking that that sports mm-hmm. analogy that that'll mm-hmm. tear a team apart. Yep. And, and set the team back. So as you um, talk to her, and that's what I said. I don't argue because I said let me walk away from it. That's smart. And then we'll come back to it because I'm not going to say anything. I don't care what you say to me or what how you do it. I'm going to come back later so we can resolve it because I don't want to tear you down. Mm. And I don't want to say something in the heat of the moment just Mm. so I can look like a man Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I can feel better about myself because it is a team and it is um, a partnership. Um, We are one. And and if the house succeeds, we all succeed. But if if I fail, the whole family fails. Mm. So um, we have to build it up as, as a team. That's good. Wayne, you want to talk about I that like, conflict? I'd like, like to piggyback on what, what Willie was saying about um, going to your corners, right? Going to your corner um, when, when it's heated. Something I did when I was young, I would go to my corner. I would retreat. As I got older, middle, middle of the years, I didn't retreat so much. Towards the end, I retreated <laughs> even less. So I'm telling you, you need to retreat. And so that she can still regain her power and be still in the moment. Y'all both have to separate because to keep the conflict going is not helpful to anyone. And so yeah. you do have to separate. Willie was spot on with that. You you, mm-hmm. you got to do it. You got to separate. You got to allow him and, and she, you got to allow her time to recover. I mean, because you can't keep trying to force it in there. I tried. It doesn't work. I tried. Trust me. It doesn't we work. We all did. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's what I say. When you, when you do that, um, and all of us can witness it, no matter how many times I come back and apologize, um, the relationship isn't like it was. The damage is done. The damage is done. Yeah. Um, it says those words are like, um, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't put it back in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you might get some of it back in, but you've made a mess. You can't put it back in. It's wasted toothpaste. Um, and that's like the words when they come out. Once you've heard them, you've heard them. And although you stay together, you still have that in the back of your mind. Does she really feel that way? And if you think that way, how do you think she's thinking? That's good, man. At, at the same time. Yep. Well, that's so true. I remember. Um, an, an older guy one time we were just talking and he was like you know yeah young buck you gotta learn you know those things that's gonna you know allow y'all to go you know 40 50 60 years right and i'm like you know like you said younger you know we think we know it all just like well, well i gotta learn you know well i gotta be the one that have to do this or do that and man he just laid it out so simple he said let me just ask you this question right he was like do you want to be married or do you want to be right <laughs> and when he laid that out to me I was like what are you talking about you know I'm already married and I want to be right he was like nope you gotta make a choice <laughs> yeah. which one is more important to be right all the time or to be healthily married and when he said wow. it that way it was like well 
man, I, I, you know, I want to go the distance, right? I want to do, you know, the long-term marriage. My dad, you know, mom, they, they are divorced. So, you know, my mind is already like, I got to go longer than that. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, that's one part I'm not going to fail in my life. You know, regardless of what happened there, you know, my goal is, you know, I want my kids to say mom and dad were together. So when you start thinking at it from his perspective, like, you know, you want to be married, you want to be right. Man, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like most said mm-hmm. earlier, you got to check your pride and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's the overall goal here? Yeah. Wow. And mm-hmm. go ahead, Mo. You can ready to say something? Yeah, I was, um, I think um, uh, Maxwell wrote a book on that, uh, uh, being, being right versus being married. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also, something that triggered me, Darrell, was you talking about your past, right? Like, your family past and how that also plays a role in communication right like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the things that you witnessed and seen and you know you you hope that you come into marriage and you're you know you're somewhat whole you try to solve some of your your issues and all that sort of thing but most cases you haven't nope. <laughs> so it's also studying yourself and growing mm-hmm. yourself too you yeah know? and that's yeah. why you know, I think having a faith is so important because I think that helps you to to kind of examine where you've come from and what are your communication problems and issues um, that you witnessed and seen and now you want to try to go and solve those things. Um, I think it's also very important in, in how, how you communicate. How do you get your point across? How do you how do you deal in a heated situation? You know, some people yeah. you know, it's fight or flight. Some people like yeah. to fight when it's heated. Yeah. You know, you can't do that with your wife. So, and, and, and you know something Mo said when we first started he said um, know her background mm-hmm. and then Darrell just came back and said you know um, his fam, his parents were divorced mm-hmm. and see that's another thing and that's what I, I was um, laughing I thought that's where Mo was getting ready to go because in order to deal with someone um, you have to know and understand where they came from to understand how they think. Mm-hmm. And so once you get there, you understand how they how they think. Um, I remember when I got married, my wife's friend, she has a daughter doing great things. But she said she left home. Um, and she said when she left here, she was that ride or die chick. She was right here. She mm-hmm. said, but when she left home and she started hanging out with families, she finally understood what it meant to be married because she said all of her mom's friends were single parents. Mm-hmm. Um, good women, but they were single. And she never knew what a marriage looked like. That's good. So she said her friends, all of them were married. And she said, wow, that's what a family looks like. This is a husband and wife thing. The wife doesn't, the lady doesn't have to do it all herself. Mm-hmm. And my point is, sometimes um, the background would determine whether that individual's going to want to physically fight you fight you with words mm-hmm. rather they retreat how they respond to situations is how they saw parents react mm-hmm. or they had to fight their entire lives or they were made to be quiet their entire lives it determines how they respond to situations do you know what a marriage looks like do you look like do you know what a husband and wife how they interact um, mm-hmm. with their families um so once you learn that, um, you'll learn how to talk to your wife as well. Because remember, all of us, we talking about wives, um, but all of our wives are different mm-hmm. and they respond mm-hmm. different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to study your wife and know what your wife likes. And again, knowing her background would allow you um, enlighten you on some things. I know uh, earlier we talked about tone, you know, the tone we use to talk to our wives. That's very important to watch. You know, you got to know when to stop talking because your tone is just wrong and it's not helping. We have to build up our wives versus tearing them down. And our tone can do that. And we don't even know we're doing it. You know, we're just being who we are. Problem is, sometimes who we are is the problem. We need to back that off to allow her to, um, what I was talking about being empowered, to allow her to be who she is so she can come back. You know, what what we don't want to do is lose her in the conflict. We don't want to lose her, you know, um, thinking that she's not a part of this. You know, thinking it's all one way. It's 51-49. Y'all talked about 50-50. So it's not that. It's somebody's always going to lose. Somebody's always going to win. But that should never be one-sided. Meaning we should, I should win this time. I want to golf. She wants to go to um, to the movies. Mm-hmm. So I got to, all right, no golf, going to the movies. I just use that as a simple example. Mm-hmm. She's got to win. I got to win. It's, it's it's back and forth. It's, it's, it's a give and take. To me. That's good. And, and, and one thing um, I talked to you guys, I don't know if it was Willie or Wayne, but one thing I was talking about, remember guys, when we were early in our uh, military careers and when we were single, remember around the holidays where the married supervisors would invite the single soldiers over to their house, right? Mm-hmm. And for some of us, man, like you said, you know, that was the first time we saw what right looks like. And you know, I just never forget, man. This dude, Sergeant Rivera in Germany, man, going over to his house, and you know, I wasn't married at the time, but just watching him how he interacted with his wife, mm-hmm. right? Baby, do you need anything? Do you need us to go get some more chairs, mm-hmm. right? You know, as a single soldier, you checking this out, and you're like, wow, he's not sitting back like, baby, bring me another beer, <laughs> right? It's like mm-hmm. he's a part of this process, right? It's like. He didn't just invite us over and expect her to just do everything for us. He was right there participating in the process. Do you need this? Do you need help with that? Hey, let's set this up. And even though that was something small, inviting us over during the holiday, but man, that thing had big long-term effects because in the back of your mind, you're like, this is what right looks like. I was going to, I'm jumping on something Wayne said, and um, I learned this in premarital. So the stuff that you fall in love with your wife, you, you know, you fall in love with your wife because let's say she goes to church all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff that she falls in. And then sometimes when you're in marriage, you don't, you, you like, well, she go to church all the time, but I need her to be here, right? Or vice mm-hmm. versa. So, and the reason why it triggered me because Wayne says something, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm the opposite. Like, it's not me. Um, talking per se, it's me being too quiet. My wife loves that about me. She loves that. She's the kind of the fiery one, and I'm the reserved one. But it doesn't work in every circumstance, and that's why it comes down to what I, I think somebody was saying: falling in love with. Because sometimes the things that you've been successful with mm-hmm. are the things that are also going to can take you down. Mm-hmm. So you have to mm-hmm. always be in that. Mm-hmm kind of that growth mode 
Like this isn't a move for you to be. This isn't a time for you to be reserved mode. Like she right. needs you to say something and mm. give something to the conversation. Like yeah. even though she loves that about you, at this yeah. particular moment, she needs you to say something. And in Wayne's case, maybe she needs you to be quiet at that particular moment. But that also goes back to Willie's point. Like your wife is your wife, and there's different scenarios and different situations that apply for me, but don't necessarily apply for Willie. And making those adjustments are so very important. So very important. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, another thing I'll say too, um, you gotta know when to apologize. Big one. Big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be too much of a man that you can't say, you know what, I was wrong in that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or you know, you were right this time. You know, even if you say you were right this one time. You know, <laughs> but the, f- the fact of the matter is, you 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 were right, and 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 I was wrong, and, and apologize for it. Um, what is being a man? Is being a man flexing, or is being a man? Uh, is being a man being right, or is being a man knowing how to be married? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, because sometimes we get mixed up on what a man is. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what goes back to what Wayne said. Sometimes who we are is the problem. The problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is hey. it, the problem. Hey, Wayne, why do you think some men have that type of problem, man, with apologizing so much? Why is that such a big deal for some men, Wayne? You mean, you say, you say ask your question again? Why say do you think so many men have so, such a problem to apologize? Because it, it, they may be perceived as being weak. And you know the stigma. The stigma we've been brought up with, with, with as men is we got to be hard, tough, rough. We cannot be soft. But mm. apologizing has nothing to do with that. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. Apologizing is is righting a wrong that you felt like you did, and mm. is better for the relationship. Because why you apologize? I'm sorry. I I I um I raised my voice at you. You know that that has nothing to do with my manhood. That has everything to do with how I treated her. Mm. And so that you know that that's some things to consider. It has it, it doesn't make you any less of a man. It doesn't make you weak. It's what you need to do to move on. As I said earlier, that's what you need to do. And again, we're talking about speaking to your wife. You got to mm-hmm. when you do it wrong, when you make that mistake, you need to clean up your mistake. That. I think that shows more of you being a man than anything coming back mm. and your mistake. Mm. I like that. Wow. Yeah, that that ooh, that was game changing. <laughs> yes, that, that was game changing. And I, I want to say that everything that's been said so far, I, I know that when my friend, not if, but when my friend watches this 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 conversation mm-hmm. and if he allows himself to study his fiance and study their situation mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm, I just kind of want to go back through all the gems that were dropped um, if it means something to her it should mean something to you yep Give her what she needs to move on yeah because our, our, our women are going to be dealing with a lot of difficulty that they may hold a little longer than we will. Mm-hmm. But we need to give her what she needs to move on. Um, value is value. There's no degree. That's 
That's heavy. There's no true 50-50. (laughs) (laughs) That's a book. That's a book. I used to call that I used to call that the greatest lie right there. Yep. I used to call that the greatest lie. That is true 50-50. Can never be that way. Mm. Wow. Um, hey, you have to study your wife all the time. Be willing to learn from other men. Be willing to learn from your wife. That's so and just in that statement alone, that's like the concept of finding an accountability group like you gentlemen have. Accountability partners. You know, um, I think the uh, one of the scriptures says in the wealth of counsel there is safety or something to that degree. Yep, um, right. Yeah. So that's that's heavy. That's heavy. Mentorship, that's heavy. That's heavy. Uh, empower your wife. Now that's intriguing. Not, not just give her stuff. Mm-mm. Not just do stuff for her. Mm-hmm. I gotta let that marinate. I let that breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes who we are is the problem. Wayne, I'm still struggling with that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that so one doesn't true. go down easy. So you have to trust me on that one. I'm an expert in that area. We all are. <laughs> Always be in growth mode. And you have to know when to apologize. Man, you guys just... I'm telling you, we had a pot of gold here, and I'm just pulling coins here and coins there. And I know that uh, the wealth of my relationship and the wealth of my family is richer because of this conversation. Um, why don't we have one round, one last closing statement to uh, my friend? We're not going to name him. He'll remain nameless. <laughs> I know his fiance is making him watch this. So. one last piece of advice to him and to all the other uh, husbands who get a chance to be blessed by this let's start with you uh, yeah let's start with you Willie Oh man, I was hoping to real. I, I thought the real was great. Really, you're the elder, aren't you? <laughs> oh man, but um, the the, the thing I, I would I would say to you, um, how to say it? Know that you chose her; she chose you. Treat her like she means the world to you. Yeah. And treat her in a sense that she knows there's nothing better out there than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> treat treat her that she has no reason to look or do anything else. Um because she knows that you she means the world to you. Keep her there with you. It's good. Wayne. You hadn't hit me second, huh? <laughs> no, I, I I do like where Willie went with that. Um mm-hmm. she she, you know, where the Bible says she's a help meet to you. Allow her to be that. Don't crush her spirit when mm-hmm. that's what she's doing for you. Um she can cover your blind spots if you allow her the freedom to do that. But when you start cry, trying to crush her, you know, stop her from being who she is and who she naturally um, 
um, how she nat- naturally um, um, nurture and protect. If you stop that from her at all the time, then when you need her, she won't be there for you. So allow her to be that helper that you need because you can't always get to the group, but most likely you can get to her. So that's all into that communicating with her, you know, speaking with her, talking with her, um, just just relating to her, learning from her. Um, she'll learn from you and y'all move together as one, as you should. It's true. Very true. Brother Mo. Yeah, I will take a little different take. Um, it's it's not all gravy. It takes a, a lot of work. It's uh it's not easy. Um, and I always go back to you know I always tell people go back to the first love and that's normally your mother. Yeah. And you have relationships that were up and down with her. Communications. There were days where you like I wish she would not say anything to me. And there's days <laughs> where she was like I don't know what's wrong with this boy. <laughs> so now you're bringing this person in that does not that you didn't come from mm-hmm. into your into your life. It takes some work. It takes some. It takes some energy. It takes some commitment. It takes, you know, getting some mentoring. I'll add one other thing because I think one of the things you said is he's in business with his fiance as well. Sometimes you got to know when to cut bait for the team. So you might want to <laughs> consider going in business with somebody because that's a hard relationship mm-hmm. and it's hard to turn the roles off. You can't take Sergeant Dunn or Captain Dunn and bring that to the household. It's an entirely different relationship. <laughs> yeah. If you can't figure that out, then you might want to make some cuts so you can make sure it's very clear on where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you don't mind, I wanted to say one other thing too, Mo, because you reminded me of something. Um, you may not like her every day, but love her every day. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. When when you said that, not talking, it just that's that thing. You may not like her ever, all the time, but love her yes. uh, every day. That's real. That's real. Uh, and I wanted to end with uh, this young man, Coach Darrell Williams, because he said I have some accountability partners, and I was like, "Whoa, you have accountability partners." I love it. That sounds like a gospel group, the accountability part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's kind of what brought us to having this conversation. So, uh, Coach Darrell, end this out, brother. No, I I would just say that, you know, if there's any brothers that's looking at this or that will look at this, and even young men that may say, well, I don't have a male in my life, right? All my teachers are female. I'm from a single parent home, whatever the case is, I would challenge them to look around, take some time and find out who are those uncles, who are those coaches, right? Who are those community teachers, right? Like Seiko, you know, who are those people that you see, right? That are manifesting some positivity that you can say, you know what? I like what they're doing. I like how he does that. Mm-hmm. I like how he does this because we've done it before in our lives, right? Even when we were playing basketball, right? If we know that, you know, our game is a little weak and we need to go work on a, on, you know, a crossover or whatever, we'll watch somebody put their crossover and we think we got enough where we can at least add it to us. Mm-hmm. It's no different as a husband, right? And you can be as young man as you want. You know, start looking now at those people that you like what they do and you start again just like Kobe you add that to your game right make it your own 
because then the wild becomes a habit and that thing becomes a habit. It can be a beautiful thing when it's fully blossomed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is uh, the first and possibly a series, who knows, uh, and husband lessons with the accountability partners. Uh, Coach Darrell, hey, thank you for bringing this to the table, to the platform. I know it's been, it's been a stairwell to some people. I know it. And I'm not, we don't know who it is. But this is going to be a stairwell to some people. And so, gentlemen, um, hey, Wayne, Willie, Mo, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you mm-hmm. for allowing yourselves to be vessels for great guidance. And hey, we also want to say if you're watching this and you got something for it, you know, something from it, rather, give it to somebody else. If you got something from this, yes, give it to somebody else. That's what we're here for. Peace and prosperity. Stay floss, 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 stay floss. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. Stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay Stay conscious. Stay fly.